0: Gone Midnight by Cherry Potts. Helen rubbed fretfully at her bleary eyes. She took a deep breath and rang the doorbell. It took an age for anyone to answer. She had to ring three times before the neighbour's younger son, Matt, pulled the door open. He was laughing, turned slightly away to speak to someone behind him, and he still had a big grin on his face as he focused in on Helen on his doorstep. "'Paul's duffel coat pulled round her pyjamas. "'For a half-beat, Helen thought about apologising, "'but she couldn't bring herself to do it. "'Any chance you could turn the music down now?' she shouted, "'wanting to be sure he could hear over the incessant thrum of slaves. "'So here it is!' "'The grin slipped away, the shoulders hunched. "'It's all right,' Helen thought. "'He knows me. He won't turn nasty.' wasn't quite sure. She waited. (coughs) Sure, he said, glancing at his watch. It is nearly midnight, isn't it? Right, Helen turned to go. Obviously there wasn't going to be an actual apology. The door shut behind her with no appreciable lessening of record. She slopped in her slippers down her neighbour's tile path, out onto the pavement and up her own flag steps, she put her hands into Paul's deep pockets, and for a moment there was no key. Panic leapt, then stilled. Of course the key was there. She let herself in and went to the kitchen for a glass of water and some painkillers. She dropped the duffled coats over the banisters and headed back up to bed. The music next door stopped abruptly. She sighed happily as she pulled the duvet over her, and then frowned again as the babel of voices and laughter rose. Someone was shouting persistently and insistently, although she couldn't make out what exactly. She realised sluggishly that they were out in the garden. More than just the knot of smokers on the patio. The entire group of partiers were out trampling Mrs. Henry's her parterre and plucking her lawn with stilettos. There was an expansive whoosh, and then a fizzing and a popping, and then finally an ear-shaking crash. Not fair, Helen whimpered as next door oohed and giggled and sighed and shrieked, as firework after firework screamed and boomed and cackled. She threw back the duvet and went through to the back bedroom. She might as well enjoy the display. She arrived at the window for the finale, a cocktail of mixed rockets, a barrage of Catherine Reels, and a cascade of Roman candles. What that must have cost, she thought, then flinched. A misfired rocket ricocheted up the window frame beside her. The gasps of horrified delight from next door alerted her to the fact that her neighbours and their guests were staring at her. She nodded politely and pulled the curtains quickly. Gone midnight and Paul's still not back. No reason to fret. She checked her mobile. No message. She sends a quick message. "'Are you okay? Could join you anyway. Uh, "'Kiss, kiss, H.' Awake indeed.' "'The music next door had resumed, "'and there were loud voices in the front garden now. "'Perhaps that meant some of them were leaving. "'God, midnight. That made it Christmas.' "'Helen stared at her towels' bed and sighed. "'She pulled clothes on, "'switched the central heating and hot water onto constant, "'and went down to the kitchen.' Get the turkey into the oven. Paul would be starving when he got back. They could have lunch for breakfast if he wanted. She found the glass in her hand almost without thinking. She always had a glass of sherry when cooking Christmas dinner. What did it matter if it was she focused on the clock twenty to one?
1: Everything was on its head
0: tonight. night. Everything would just happen twelve hours early. The plates in her glass fronted cupboard were shaking with the beat of whatever they were playing at number twenty two. If she wasn't so tired, well Never mind, the turkey was stuffed and the oven was up to heat. She looked at the clock again. "'It is possibly rather silly,' she thought, and shut the door on the bird. She collected potatoes and peeled them and put water to boil. The doorbell went, long and insistent, as though it had been once, rung once or twice before already and not been heard. She was sure she would have heard, despite the bracket from next door, black to slave <coughs> again. "'Mama, we're all crazy now!' Good God, Matt must actually like them. <laughs> Helen went to the door and flung it open, expecting Paul not Paul, Matt Matt, with two cocktail glasses, both about half full of something in multicoloured layers. Come to apologize, he said breezily, stepping through her two open door and kicking it shut behind him. He walked into the kitchen. Helen followed all your light on. you're up, sorry. <laughs> Thought you should come and join the party. It, it's not the best time. Christmas? Not the best time? It's ridiculous. Paul's mother is in hospital. Ah, so that's why you're on your own. So it's a bit worrying and... Well, it Paul's with her. Nothing for you to worry about. Come and join us. Dad says that you are a great dancer. Ballet, Helen said, and I'm retired almost wondering when Matt and his father had had that conversation, and turned the boiling water off. Matt pushed the cocktail into his hand, into her hand. Fabulous, sir, he said, grinning. Did you enjoy the fireworks? Spectacular, especially the one that nearly broke my window. Sorry again. I'm overworking that word, aren't I? Mmm, a tad. Helen took a sip of the cocktail. It was stunningly good. She gasped. Matt's grin widened. There's more of that next door! Helen glanced down at her apron, yesterday's jeans and stale sweater. No knickers, she thought briefly. She looked at Matt's torn-kneed combats and faded T-shirt. Well, if anything, she was overdressed. <laughs> she took another sip. Well, maybe for an hour. She wrote a note for Paul and I'm next door. Knock if you don't have your key. Otherwise, please base turkey and come round. <laughs> it was only after she'd slammed the door that she realised that her key was still in Paul's coat pocket.